Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Butter Pop Network. I'm Eddie Estrada here for this week in Bravo. Yes, I took a little bit of a hiatus last week because I was south of the border in Mexico soaking up the sun. But today I am here in studio and I'm joined by a very special guest over the phone. We have Kate Casey from Reality Life with Kate Casey. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm so excited to have you on. We've had you on Buttered Pop before, but this is a new podcast that we have. And for those who have not heard you or heard of you or heard you through us before, let us know a little bit more about you. So I host a podcast. I've been doing it for about two and a half years now. I interview people on reality shows, either past or present. And I also do interviews with producers, uh, do behind the scenes interviews about reality shows. So, um, that's the front end of each episode. And then I also ask two guests each week to review an episode of a reality television show. So in each episode, you are getting three reality shows that we discuss. So if you're a reality TV lover, this is right up your alley. And you literally cover like everything, like anything that's reality TV you do. Like we just do Bravo, but you are like the real deal. (laughs) Yeah, I try to cover every single kind of reality show. And I actually have kind of added to my list of things documentaries. So, for example, I interviewed the director and producers of Abducted in Plain Sight on Netflix. I've done interviews with Wild Wild Countries directors. Uh, I just interviewed two weeks ago one of the survivors of Ted Bundy's attack. Uh, she lived in the sorority house at Florida State University, and there was a Netflix special called The Ted Bundy Tapes. So I, it's my opinion that people who enjoy reality TV show, shows most likely also enjoy documentary television as well. I, I just watched Abducted in Plain Sight, so I'm definitely going to listen to your podcast now because that is very exciting. Um, but we're so glad to have you on, and someone that should have a documentary about them because it is so insane. 21 times engaged. Danielle Staub. This is the story we're starting with this week. Danielle Staub is engaged once again, just a week after her divorce from Marty was finalized. People exclusively reports that she has a new fiance, Oliver Mayer, Mayer. I don't know. Do you know how to pronounce his name, Kate? I would say since he's French, it's probably Olivier, Olivier Mayer. Olivier Mayer. I'm see, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not French. I don't, I can barely speak the Spanish that I, I know, but, um, basically the story behind him is that he is a French and German man who works in, as a managing director for space side equity, which is a private equity firm in New York city, but that's not even the zinger. Um, he's Duke of Provence. So that would make Danielle Staub when she marries him a duchess. Now, how does this make you feel, Kate? Well, my inside sources told me that Olivier was dating her friend Gina, who owns a boutique in New Jersey. And Gina thought her boyfriend went on a work trip. And so she was flabbergasted when she saw a picture posted on Danielle's Instagram of her kissing her boyfriend. She was like, what are you doing? So, so the story out now is that she be, met him through a friend. And that's what I hear from pretty close to her, her world 
that that's what happened. She kind of snatched someone's boyfriend. So I'm going to say that marriage probably doesn't happen. I know that they delayed it a couple days because her kids were pissed off, which they have a right to be. A hundred percent. I think that it probably won't end up happening. I mean, even if we're my, let's say Danielle were my friend or had her on my show, I'd say, okay, you got to slow down for a second. Like, this is crazy. (laughs) I'm suspecting I could be wrong, but if I were to use my degree in armchair psychology and my PhD in reality television production, (laughs) I would say that since they just started filming the new season and given how upset she was that she was only a friend on last um, uh, during the last season that she saw this as an opportunity to perhaps muscle some interest from the production company for her to have a bigger part in this season. And if that's what her intent was, I think it's probably very well done because it's a, a crazy story. It's captivating. And I definitely want to see how it plays out. I think that they should include it in the season. And I think that they should probably try to film with her daughters too. I know that the other girls don't like her and they don't want to film with her, but I think she's really interesting television. I mean, that's, that's been the draw of Danielle ever since she graced our state, our TV screens years ago was that she's just so interesting. Like she like enjoys being the villain and she enjoys being this just like insane person. And I mean, as much as I hate her and I feel like I would not like her as a person, I can't get enough of her on TV. And like this, <laughs> this whole, like, and there's been like some memes and stuff coming out where they're like a duchess, a countess and a princess walk into a bar. And let me tell you 100%, if I could watch a show with like Luann and Carol and the soon to be duchess of province, uh, Danielle Staub, like maybe like gallivanting around Europe, I would, I would pay money to watch that. Like you know that's what? a I show. I would be interested to to interview somebody who's like a part of our the aristocracy or closely associated with it, like Julie Montague from Ladies of London, and ask her, okay, how legit is this guy, and what does it mean? What's the differentiation between a duke in England and one in France? I mean, some of these countries, it's like you may have a title, but it means jack shit. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, he could be Duke of Pro- Pro- Provence. He could be Duke of Earl. Who knows? Like, if it really means anything. And by the way, the guy lives in New Jersey. Yeah, he's not living in France. His girlfriend owned or ran a, like a clothing boutique in Jersey. So I, it doesn't strike me as somebody who's like walking in Meghan Markle, Markle circles. So before we like start, you know, trying to order something off the wedding registry, I'd like, <laughs> like, let's see how this plays out. But I think she's great TV. She's definitely a little bit kooky. Uh, the bride Zilla stuff was fascinating to watch. I have never known somebody to be that, um, to, to be, feel like they, they were owed so much attention for a wedding that was certainly not their first trip down the aisle. And won't be their last. <laughs> it's, it's just, yeah. I'm also fascinated by the men that just follow yeah. her. Be with her, like, well, does she have like a golden vagina? Like, yeah, what? Is- what's her deal? What is bringing all these guys? They obviously have seen her go through men before, like over and over. Like, don't they understand they're next? Like, she's like a black that, widow. I think that she's the kind of person that if you're in a romantic relationship with her or a friendship, and I think you've seen this throughout the real housewives is that she's all in. Yeah. So 
for example, when she was friends with Jacqueline Larita early into Real Housewives of New Jersey, she has a way of becoming your friend and she is hopelessly devoted to you. And she's also her, the language that she uses is very like mobbish, like, yes. you know, you know, I have your back, you know, you better have mine too. So you you become friends with her. You're quickly like she engulfs you and then you're somehow indebted to her forever. Uh, so I think that when it comes to men, my guess is that because she has said in many interviews that she really likes to do everything for a man to take care of them. So I'm assuming that not only does she um, fulfill certain needs of theirs physically, that she <laughs> is the kind of person that's like, well, when are you coming home? And then having like a, like a gourmet meal for them and doing their laundry. And I think if you're a man in your 40s or 50s and perhaps you're divorced, that that's like right up your alley. Like, hang on, this woman wants to take care of me and I'm going to get like crazy sex. Like, sign me up. <laughs> She's, like, literally the definition of, like, ride or die. Like, that is her to the bone. Yes. Well, let's hope this relationship plays out a little bit longer so that we can see it on the show. And let's hope the producers take the bait. Um, I feel like I would like to interview Marty McCaffrey or Caffrey. I love to – I mean, I know it's never going to happen because of their their pending divorce or actually their divorce is finalized now. Yeah, I'm sure there's some sort of language in there and post-nuptial whatever that he can't talk. But I mean, wouldn't you like to know where the bodies are buried in terms of their relationship? Like I'd love to know. I would love that. What they used to talk about. And I feel bad for those daughters. I mean, uh, poor girls, but I have to say this and I don't want, I don't want anybody to come after me for this, but at least one of them scares me a little bit. The daughters, like I definitely would keep my eyeball open if we were in the same hotel. <laughs> well, Danielle's probably raised them in her same, you know, mannerisms and dedication to men and, and mob mentality. So we, we will see. Um, but going to another divorce away from Marty and Danielle, and now we're going to move to the divorce of Dorit and her dog that she had adopted from Vanderpump dogs. Um, we've all seen the story. We've all been watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We know that Dorit's dog, Lucy, ended up at a shelter. But watch what happens live this week. Dorit said to set the record straight, Lucy went from their home to another loving home. And then, unbeknownst to her, ended up at a local non-kill shelter, even though John stays saying it was a kill shelter. And um, that woman was told that the dog had come from Vanderpump Dogs, scanned the microchip, had known, and Lisa knew immediately. And Lisa knew that Dorit had given the dog to a friend and that had not just gone to a shelter because Dorit claims she did not know about the shelter. Now, this drama has been playing out over and over again. We've heard like seven different sides to the story. Kate, I just want to ask you, who do you believe? And where do you see this playing out? Because it's been going so many ways. First, I have to tell you that I don't own a dog. I'm not a dog owner, and this is not the hill that I'm going to die on. Yeah. So where other people are getting really wound up about it, I'm like, in the, as far as like the priority list of things that I get upset about, this is pretty low on the totem pole. <laughs> I think that Dorit, I don't know much about like dog adoptions and all that, but I think, you know, at some point Dorit had to realize she was on a reality show, and when while they're filming, one of the dogs is missing, and she'd probably have to acknowledge that in some way 
Um, I guess what I hear from other people, the protocol is that you have to take the dog back to the original shelter, but they're also on a reality television show. And Lisa is known for really dragging someone through the coals. So maybe she felt like she would be shamed on television for bringing the dog back to the shelter. You know, maybe she thought that, I mean, she's never going to admit to this, I'm sure. But maybe she thought, like, I'm going to bring this dog back to the shelter. And all I'm going to hear about all season is, like, can you believe Dorit brought back the dog? Like, she's a horrible person. I mean, yeah, it was, so, it was a lose-lose I mean, lose situation I, for her. It went sideways anyway. But, I'm like, I'm thinking uh, – if I were to use, like, my inside a reality TV star brain, I, I would think that that's probably part of it. I also think that um, – Lisa absolutely jumped on this as an opportunity, perhaps not just for a storyline for the housewife show, because I do think that after, when you're on a show for like 11 seasons, your life doesn't change that much. It's not that interesting. Yeah. Maybe when your orbit, like her daughter getting married, maybe if her daughter were to have a child, but Lisa's life itself does not change that much. So I do think that there is a sense, and in fact, I know that there is a sense for all of the women in their housewife franchises, there is, a, there is some paranoia as the season approaches when they talk to producers like, shit, like I need to have some serious stuff in my life. Otherwise, it doesn't warrant for me to be on the show. Yeah, you can get so, cut. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, okay, this is at least a storyline. From what I understand, there may be another spinoff about her dogs. I'm going to guess that that's just a hope, like something that she wishes for, because I just don't think that there's enough there for a show. The, the staff of the dog rescue, it doesn't seem like enough, especially since there's already Vanderpump rules. So I'm assuming that, that Lisa is um, feeding that to the press a little bit. Um, I, I'm, I'm really just not that interested in this dog story though. I, I mean, I will be interested in it if we find out that Lisa gave the story to a tabloid reporter. Otherwise I'm kind of like, let's wrap this up. Yeah. My thing, my whole thing with this was, and I said this on our Beverly Hills podcast a while back was that I thought John Sasa, who's the executive director of Vanderpop dogs was one who leaked the story. And he actually was on, um, uh, some radio show recently and actually said that he was the one who wanted to bring it up. And Lisa was like, kill the story, kill the story. Yeah, right. I don't yeah, believe that. I, I don't believe well, that at all either. Lisa loves also, a good story. I also don't understand why John never wears a shirt that fits. <laughs> I mean, I kind of love it. But <laughs> it is it is a question that, you know, we must ask. Why why can't he button up the two p- top buttons? Um, I but- feel like I need, I need to do a poll on or like, ask ask. Who is the most uh, uh, non-reality, like like somebody on a reality show who's not necessarily like a, a paid person, but aggressively wants to be on camera? And he would definitely be on that top 10 list. Oh, 100%. And who is Brandy's friend that was always with her, that would always show up at parties, but was never, ever even mentioned? It was like a, it was a small name. I can't even remember. Maybe Jennifer I mean, was Jennifer, her name? Yeah, Jennifer Jimenez. Yes. She yes. also was desperately wanted to be a housewife. Yeah, it's like they they walk in circles around and it's like you know, they're practically waving at the camera. They're like, Mimi, look at me, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm I'm really interested to see how this all plays out with the dogs. I'm I'm I I have dogs in my family. My roommate is in love with um, her dogs, and I just see how much dogs 
bring joy. So I understand where everyone's coming from. Like my roommate's dog, Dolly is the cutest thing ever. I've been gone in Mexico for like a week and she remembered and she like was so excited to see me. She was wagging her tail that I literally sat on the floor with her for five minutes. So I was a non-dog person to start with, but I have slowly been evolving into a dog person. So I'm starting to understand why this would upset people so much because if, if you had this little puppy and even though, and puppies bite. And that's the thing I think Dorit needed to understand was like, it's not going to be easy, you know, to have this yeah, dog. It's no, like raising a kid. You have, I'm sorry, but I have children. And if a dog bites my child, the dog has to go. Okay. The child that's is true. The, the priority. So I'm like, I, I, I don't know enough, enough of the background of the story, but just what we all know. But yeah, I'm sorry. The dog bites my kid. The dog's gone. I'll find somebody else. And that sorry. makes, that makes I'm sense. If now. Sorry. Yeah, there's no way if a dog's like attacking a child. And that's what people were thinking, like with Watcha, with um, Andy's dog, they were really coming after him because he was like, basically like stealing toys from the baby. And they're like, he's aggressive. He's going to come after the baby. He's jealous. But evidently those two are doing fine. So that's good. And I think that's the difference between like a puppy and like a mature dog is like, they're going to be different. So I think, you know, I think there was a lot of miscommunication. I think there's a lot of stuff that's not being revealed to us yet. And if this is just a ploy to get Vanderpump dogs on air, I think that's going to be a really bad look for the philanthropy. I think it's going to be a really bad look of like, oh, we want to do good things for dogs. No, we're just trying to get a reality show out of it. Right. Totally. Absolutely agreed. I just, this is just like dogs are, uh, I mean, I just don't have, the, I have five children. So the idea of having another thing to pick up through after is just, I like, yeah. it's too much. That sounds but like I, it would be too much. I have friends that are just such dog people and they got really, really upset about the story, but I just have to say, that's not my, it's not my hill to die on. I don't know. Well, let's, let's move on from the dogs then and move into two other, um, lovebirds on Vanderpump Rules. And that is Tom and Ariana who just bought their first home. Have you seen the photos of the house yet? Yes. It's so nice. But I remember I interviewed Tom Sandoval and he told me that he was squirreling away money for a house. And I was really impressed because you get that sense watching the show that they all want to live in an apartment and just blow their money on like, you know, Kathy Jean heels and stuff. But, uh, he seemed to be quite smart actually. So I'm, I'm happy for them. I do worry that they bought a house together and they still haven't come to terms about what they want to do for having a family. That's, that's going to be tricky because I mean, that's been a source of contention in the relationship since they started, you know, Ariana doesn't want kids. Tom really wants to have a family and that's something that they disagree on. But I mean, this is a good first step, I think. And, you know, trying to maybe figure that out. I mean, them, they've always lived together, but I think a house is them kind of showing commitment to each other. Like we're in it for good or bad. And I kind of love that because I really love them together. That's a huge financial commitment to make before. I just, you know, I've had so many friends make this, this sort of bad mistake. It's just a huge financial commitment. So once they break up to, to financially um, disconnect, once you buy a home together, it's going to be hard. I don't, you know, she's so young and there is a chance she might change her mind about wanting to be a mother and more power to her for speaking up and saying how, you know, you don't have to be a mom if you don't want to. But I do know talking from talking to him that that's a total deal break for breaker for him. So it's not like you can just leave your apartment and then one person takes over the lease. A home is a whole other ball game. That is true. It's, it's, it's a huge commitment. 
but they are looking to make money out of it as well because they announced that they're going to have a social media room. And I've actually heard about this. Like people rent out their apartments and rent out parts of their homes that are designed to like look good on Instagram. Like people with like really nice like kitchens or people with really cute studies. Like influencers can come to like a house or location pay a sum for a few hours and then take all the photos that they want. So that like looks really good online. Okay. I hate people that they do that. And first of all, they're brilliant for, for thinking of this and renting it out my props to them, but to the people that are showing up at Ariana and Tom's house to do Instagram photos, they're garbage people. <laughs> so you won't be lining up to pay $400 for two hours. To I take mean, photos? Like, right, like, talk about smoke and mirrors. I yeah. Mean, why are you you're going to go to someone else's house and take pictures as if it's your own kitchen? You need to take a long look in the mirror and ask yourself where it all went wrong. Yeah, well, why are you doing this? Is influencing that important? And like the thing is is like I think Tom Sandoval is a businessman. I've seen it since day one and I think Ariana is a businesswoman as well. They're both very savvy and I think the mixture of essentially, and I hate to say it, a need for this from influencers and their kind of like reality star power. I think it's a perfect marriage where people will pay money just to experience okay, but Tom and Ariana. But here's one glitch. You're already on a reality television show where people, you, your entire romantic life is open for judgment. Now you're letting people know the address where you live. Is this a smart idea? I mean, that is that is where it gets tricky. But the, the address has already been posted online. Like, everyone's already seen the house. Like, I've seen the Zillow um, page yeah, for this house, like, four in, times. Now they're in your house. Yeah, then the, the killer's inside the house. <laughs> they know the layout. They know where you live. They know where you're coming and going. They, uh, I think that's a little – That's I don't know if that's going to be a good idea in the end. It's going to that, – that you do bring up some good points because, I mean, they could essentially, like, be robbed. Like, and it's their own fault because they invited these people in their home. So it's, we'll see how it plays out. I mean, it was a good idea when I first started thinking about it, but I think, I think since they are such big reality stars and Vanderpump Rules is so huge, I think it's going to be tricky. They need to get some massive security. Also, I do think for them, a lot, a big part of their life is going to TomTom Mm -hmm. and people want to go to TomTom to see them, to, at one po- at what point can you turn it off and have your own like little sanctuary where y- you don't feel like you're a commodity? I don't know. It just feels like you would need something that was quiet and away from people. A hideaway from that crazy world that they're in. I agree. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, we'll see how that plays out too. It sounds like we have we're waiting on a lot of things to kind of see what the next steps happen with each of these stories. Um, and we're ready for them. I mean, you're a reality freak. I'm a reality freak. It's it's exciting to watch these things happen on screen and in real life. But let's go back to television this week. And I'm going to ask you what your hot and bravoed moment of the week. Now, listeners, this is what got us the most hot and bothered on Bravo this week. And so the nominees for you, Kate, are okay. one, Rena accuses Vanderpump of a setup. Two, mm-hmm. Teresa confirms she won't go to Italy. And three, Lala Kent and Randall Emmett break up. So which of those for you was like your hot and bravoed moment of the week and why? Oh my God. I mean, none of them really. Okay. <laughs> why? Because if a couple breaks up on reality TV, you know that it was like six months ago. We know that they're engaged now. So it's like, it's, it's, 
not story exciting. is dead. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like the old days when you're watching The Bachelor and you find out just then, like, who the finalist is. And now, you know, like, as soon as they start filming. So that I wasn't really impressed with. Though I, I do feel like that was the one time that she sort of uh, became vulnerable and showed that they have problems in their relationship. Yeah. Which, by the way, everybody has problems in their relationship at some point. So it humanized her, but I was surprised by that because she worked so hard to make it seem like their relationship is perfect. Yeah, her and her man, they, it's all good. But it, it was a little bit anticlimactic since you know in real time that they're in, engaged, okay? Yeah. Um, Teresa, I mean, obviously she's never going to go to Italy. Like, uh, of course not. Like, did anybody really think that she would go to Italy? So that was like a non-thing for me. <laughs> um, Lisa Rinna saying... I guess a little bit because you know what it, it, it is surprising because they work so hard on that show not to reveal the fourth wall, mm-hmm. third wall, whatever. Um, and I, I, I thought it was surprising in the terms of her calling her out. It, it was a little bit like behind, like behind the scenes behind to the say, scenes, yeah, she works so hard to, to keep her hands clean. I guess that bothered me a little bit because I think of people that I've known who have that up. You think about it. Like we all know somebody who has that gross ability to drop bombs and walk away with clean hands. Yeah. That's I always about in terms of like, I, it triggered me to remember the people that I want to throat punch in my own life. <laughs> you're like, you the, those are, yeah. Because those, those are the people that like, you're like, Ugh, why'd you have to do that? Like, and it, it always oh. happens. Like how do they get away with it? And when is karma going to come back and bite them in the ass? So I do think that those women or the cast members are probably like, finally, this is the season where it comes back to bite her in the ass. And they were kind of excited about that. And then there's this page six story this week that she might get a spinoff. I think that they're like, what the hell? This woman gets away with everything. She, I mean, you know I mean? we've known that since day one. Lisa Vanderpump is kind of like a gold, one of the, one of Andy's golden children that can really do no wrong. And but people eat it up. You should go back and listen to my interview that I did with Cedric. That was like one of my, like, I think it's episode 19 or something. I interviewed him and he kind of talks about what she's really like behind the scenes. It's very interesting. Well, let everyone know where that they can listen to that and where they can find you, Kate, because we are wrapping up today for this week in Bravo. Where can they find you? Okay. So go to reality life with Kate Casey. You can check for my podcast, wherever you find podcasts, iTunes, Apple podcasts, Wondery app, anything. I tweet about it. Um, it's on my social media too. You can also join the Facebook group reality life with Kate Casey. It's a great group. Join in. We talk about reality shows all week long. My Instagram is, uh, Kate Casey CA. My Twitter's Kate Casey. My website's love and knuckles. And I have to say, if you're looking for one other Bravo show, do check out Mexican Dynasties. It's hysterical. Uh, and this coming week, I'm going to interview Paulina and Oscar from Mexican Dynasties. I, I've heard that's amazing. Is it as incredible as everyone's been saying? I haven't been able to start it yet. Oh, it's it's just hysterical. They're like out of a tele, telenovela, but they're all connected. So it's the, what you love about Real Housewives, which is when people have authentic relationships that are you know that 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 predate the show but it's also a bunch of characters people who are hilarious and it also involves they interview their house staff so it'll be like their maid or their security person or their nanny and to get their insights hysterical too 
Uh, well, I'm going to catch up so I can listen to that interview. Everyone, make sure you go listen to Kate Casey. Follow her on everything. She's incredible. Kate, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. We'll have to have you on again. Um, we'll do a recap or something. Or maybe if we start doing Mexican Dynasties, we'll come get your insider scoop. But everyone, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you guys follow Hot and Bravoed by searching H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D on Twitter and Instagram. And we'll see you next week. Bye.